What's up, family? What's up, family? This is your boy, J.A., coming at you with another edition of Creative Conversations with J.A. We in season two, J.A. First episode of season season two was crazy. We had the apostle, Heather Collins, talking about this five-fold ministry still needed is fivefold ministry still needed to operate our churches it was crazy catch the replay because there was so many nuggets in that i haven't even released the nuggets it's, it's so hard at editing that that particular broadcast and so look on the lookout for that first episode season two we back i didn't think we was going to make it through season one, but we got a season two and we are excited about season two. Follow me on all of the platforms. We are on Spotify. We're on um, iHeartRadio. We are on um, Google. We are on, I mean, you name it. We're on Amazon Radio, Lord, today. We're on Apple Radio. I mean, we are on all platforms that you can believe that a podcast can be on we are on those uh, platforms and so um amazon music i mean they still keep rolling in my head we are just so check us out spotify check us out lord today and so today is a very very special show it might not be an hour-long show but it's a very very special show to me and for me Today, we're celebrating Women's History Month. Today, we're celebrating Women's History Month. Very, very important um, month. We're celebrating Women's History Month. And so, I don't have no guests today. It's just J.A., me and you, J.A. And so, today, where I'm going to honor some of the most influential women in my life some of the most influential women who have touched my life. If anybody knows me, I am a mama's boy. And so I love the mothers that have embraced me, who have groomed me and just poured into my life. So today I just wanted to pay a special tribute today for the women who have impacted my life in in an influential way that I can't even the Bible talks about, you know, I'm churchy out. If I had 10,000 times, I couldn't express it enough. If I had 10,000 times, I could not express enough how many women who have impacted my life. So today's show is dedicated to those women. We're honoring Women's History Month. And then for the month of March, our main topic will be is fivefold ministry still needed in the church. That's going to be our main topic. But then we're going to have a subtopic. At the end of each show, I want to honor those women who have impacted my life. I couldn't just have one show um, to dedicate to the women who have truly impacted my life. So today, we're going to hit, you're going to hear some, a few women who have impacted my life. But throughout the month, you're gonna you're gonna hear about the uh, not all some of the women who have impacted my life. If we had a show of all the women that impacted my life, it'll be a probably a two three month show. That's how impactful the women women have been in my life and my ministry, just in my walk period. And so I'm just so excited about celebrating the women who have been influential and who have impacted my life. I'm excited about this show. So, so excited about this show. But before we go on, let's talk about Women's History Month. You know, let's talk about Women's History Month. What is it? Why is it? President Jimmy Carter issued the first presidential proclamation in 1980 declaring the week of March 8th as National Women's History Week. 
The weekly observance continued until 1987 when Congress designated March as Women's History Month. But Women's History Month's roots go much deeper, starting with the suffrages, fighting for women to get the vote in the early 20th century. Women History Month is now celebrated annually in March. It started as Women's Day, which was celebrated in February 20, February 28th, 1909. Women's History Month. It started as Women's History Week, but now it's Women's History Month. And so you know I had to rep the women in my life. I had to rep the women in my life because without them, first I wouldn't be here. <laughs> and they have had a great, great impact on my life. Like I said, this might not be a regular hour show, but I just had to take some time to dedicate it to the women who have greatly, greatly, greatly affected everything I do and everything I say. <laughs> I had to. So without further ado, let's talk about the women who have really impacted my life. First woman, my mom. You see up in this corner right here is a picture of me and my mother. My mother is one of the most impactful women in my life. They say we look just alike. I don't know. That's up to you to judge. But Barbara Ann Anderson has been such an impact in my life. God rest her soul. We lost her to cancer maybe seven or eight years ago. And I have to say, that void is truly, truly missing in my life. If anybody knows me, I love my mom. I will state to you today that I am a mama's boy. True and true. I'm a mama's boy. I love my mom. I would do anything for my mom. I would do anything to have her with me right now. She was my confidant. She was my best friend. She was my support system. She was quiet, but she was powerful. And sometimes we don't understand and realize the impact of people until they're gone. And just like that, I never realized how much of um, how much of a mainstay, how much of a support my mother was, not just to me, to the whole entire parish, Anderson family, Turner family. She was such a major impact. One thing about my mom is this. She loved family. Ooh. She loved family, and she loved family get-togethers. It was nothing she loved more to the get-together of a grandma's house and have a gathering. There was nothing she loved more than to travel to the family reunions and be around family and tell those old stories. My mom was such an impactful woman. And of God, she was a woman of faith and I love her so much. Lord, I love her so much. People trying to call me and I'm, I'm, I'm it's my show. Y'all should know that. It's my show. Y'all should know I'm, I'm creative conversations with J.A., where y'all been? But she was such an impactful part of my life. I'm sorry. I messed up my flow. <laughs> I'm sorry. She was such an impactful part of my life. I loved her. My mom, she was my, oh man, she was my superhero. She was everything to me. And when I found out that she had cancer, it was such a devastating loss to my life. My God, it was such a devastating loss to my life. She was the mediator. Come on here. She was the mediator sometimes between me and my father at times. 
Now that me and my father didn't have a great relationship, but she was the mediator. She was the spokesperson at times for my father. Whenever something needed to get done, my father would run it through her and my mom would run it (laughs) to me. Hey, this is what your dad needs. This is what's wrong with your dad. And so she was that mediator. She was the glue. That's what I want to say too. She was the glue that kept my family running. I mean, my mom would my mom would do everything so that the family could be together. She would rent the vans for the, the family reunions. I mean, she would, you know, she was like I said, she was quiet in stature. She didn't say much, but my mom was a powerhouse. She was everything to me. And I couldn't let this month go on without honoring my mother. My mother was a very special part of my life. And I just want to thank my love, um, Sharice Wright, for giving me the idea to honor some of the most impactful women in my life. And when I think about it, I have so many impactful women in my life. And I'm so blessed. Some people grow up and they don't even have mothers. Some people grow up, they don't have parents. And I was lucky to have this woman of God in my life. She was a woman of faith. She was a woman who loved. She loved her grandchildren. She loved her siblings. She loved her parents. She loved everybody, including me. I mean, she loved me good, bad, or indifferent. Now, she wasn't the type of person that loved you, but not tell you about yourself. If I was wrong, she'd tell me, you know what, James, I don't want to tell everybody my nickname. You know what, Junie, Junebug, <laughs> you know you wasn't right. You know you got to apologize. But one of the most, one of the most impactful statements and my mom had a lot of impactful statements that she's given me, impactful nuggets that I like I didn't realize until she was gone. One of the most impactful things is I'll tell you a story. Me and my cousins, we would go over to my grandmother's house and we would play kickball, we would play baseball, we would play anything that we could. Because my grandmother, my grandmother Matilda Parrish, you are gonna hear about today. Matilda Parrish would uh, had this big yard and all the kid grandkids would go over there. We would play games, go outside, because we ain't had no PlayStation. We ain't had no video games. And, and they said, we need you to go outside and play. I said, okay, Grandma. Okay, Grandpa. So we had this baseball game. It didn't go my way. And so I threw the ball, it hit one of my favorite cousins, my best friend, hit him, and I left. I was mad. And so as I'm leaving, my cousin comes in, and we start rumbling, y'all. We start fighting. And we started fighting, had a fight, and it was one of the most impactful things. And so if anybody knows me, I love people. And I love, I'm my only child, so I love people. I love friendships. My friendships are important to me. Friendships are like family to me. And so uh, many times I lower myself so the other person can be bigger. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I lower myself so the other person can feel big. And that's not, I don't suggest that. So I was trying to, you know, butter up to my cousin so he could speak to me. And he wouldn't speak to me. He was giving me the silent treatment. And as I went home, my mother, and you might have seen this post, my mother said, don't you ever, ever beg someone to like you. Don't you ever beg someone to speak to you ever again. Mm. And at that moment, she made me feel like you're important too. You know, they're not just the most important thing. They're not so special. You know, don't ever bow or belittle yourself so one so someone can like you. Lord, that's a word. 
Don't you ever belittle yourself so someone can like you. Be yourself. Be your authentic self at all times. Be your authentic self at all times. My mother gave me an example of what a strong wife should be. She gave me, she supported my dad in everything that he did. She, um, she did, when I was growing up, she didn't have a lot of jobs. She was like a stay-at-home mom. And some people think, oh, stay-at-home moms, they, um, you know, they just don't work. Or no, she had kept the house clean, did the laundry, she cooked. And that was not, you know, the wish at the time of my dad. My dad didn't want her to work. Wanted her to take care of me. And she did an amazing, amazing job. Anyone she come in contact with, she made them feel special. That's the thing about my mom. Anything, anytime someone came in contact with me, she made them feel special. Wow. If we had more Barbara Ann Andersons, that when you're on a low moment, they make you feel special. And so I truly, 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 I miss my mother like nobody's business. I miss that woman of God. And so today I just honor her for everything that she's done. For most people in my family, she was like their second mother. That's how impactful she was. And her void is definitely, definitely missed. I miss my mom like never before. And every once in a while, I get in my rut and I think about all the great things that my mom done for me, how she was my confidant, how she was, she was my best friend. And I loved her and I appreciated her for every, everything that she's done for me. So mom, this day, I salute you for the amazing role model, <coughs> excuse me, great, amazing mother figure that you were in my life. I did not, I did not know what it was like not to have a mother. I didn't know what it was like not to have a home-cooked meal. I didn't know what it was like not for someone to care about me. I didn't know what it, I didn't know what it was like not to have a ride or not to have money when I needed to. Not to I mean another story. <laughs> and as kids and as even as sometimes as grown-ups, sometimes we were like, "Mom, could I borrow this amount of money?" Knowing good and well it's not borrowing. My mom knew when that wasn't borrowed. Can I have this amount of money? And so just my mom was always there. She was always a support to me. She was always a mediator for me. She was just always there. She uh, she fought for me. Lord, today, maybe this show is going to be an hour. I can just talk to my, I can just do a whole show on my mom. She fought for me. Last story, and this is a funny story. I, I think I remember telling this story in one, one of my sermons. I was cutting up in class, y'all. Yes, Elder James Anderson. I was cutting up in class. And I said to the teacher, go ahead, tell my mom. She don't care. Well, that was the wrong thing to say. I got home. You know, when, when you were younger in school, you get a little notice. James was acting up in class today. And so I laid it on thick. I said, Mom, this teacher doesn't like me. She said X, Y, and Z about me. She just don't like me. So my mom, she's my protector. She said, all right. that's Oh, she did, did she? Well, I'm going up to that school, and I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. And I said, wait a minute. That backfired on me. Because my mom didn't play about her kids. I say kids because she kids is nieces, nephews, grandkids. She didn't play about them kids. I got another story after this. <laughs> she didn't play about their kids. So she said, all right, 
I'm going to that school tomorrow. I'm going to give that teacher a piece of my mind. I said, wait a minute. You going to do what? So I knew I was in trouble. My mom, I was in class, da, da, da. Once, all of a sudden, knock on the door. It was my mom coming up to the school. <laughs> my mom came up to the school, and I could hear her just laying into this teacher. I mean, she was laying into this teacher. She was giving her a piece of her mind. You hear me? <laughs> gave her a piece of her mind. And then all of a sudden, the yelling ceased. The yelling stopped. And they had the conversation stopped. And the teacher said, oh, your mom wants to see you. My mom said, I done came up to this school and you done embarrassed me. And so, when we get home, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. And when I got home, she did more than give me a piece of her mind. She gave me a piece of a belt. My mom, the protector. But like I said, she going to correct me when I was wrong. My last story is my mom was my protector. She was my, she was my protector, but she was a ride or die. You hear me? She was a ride or die. Even in my adult age, she was a ride or die. This is my last story about my mom. God rest her soul. So apparently, I don't know, you know, I've heard stories of my mom, but my mom don't play about her kids. My cousin, Elizabeth Amoa, Liz, y'all might know her, Beth if you will, was in a situation where these girls was going to jump her. And so she called my mom and my mom said, come on, I need you to drive me to this location. Beth is in trouble. I said, what, what in the world? What you mean? Drive you to this location. So it's my mom. And so, hey, let's get the bats. I don't know if there's some men down there. Let's go. We get in the car. It wasn't her. She had a tan car. <laughs> it was a tan. Monte Carlo. <laughs> we got in that tan car. It was in <laughs> Lord. We got in that tan car. We went to the location. These people thought they was going to have my cousin held hostage in this house. They wouldn't let her go. But you know what? My mom said, oh, you're going to let her out today. Oh, you're going to let her out this house. Beth, come on. Do you know? Beth got out of that situation. My mom is a ride or die. Barbara and Anderson, I celebrate you. For Women's History Month. I celebrate you. Lord, my mom was a ride or die. Next person I want to celebrate, and the picture might not be that great, is my grandmother, Matilda Parrish. Matilda Parrish was an amazing woman of God. Oh, my God. And I used to love going over her house for functions. We went over there for Easter. We went over there for Christmas. My grandmother, I mean, she she had the big mama's house. She had the big house and, the, and she had the yard. But one thing about my grandma, when you enter in her house in the morning time, she was going to have that WGBN. She was going to have some Christian gospel music playing. That station played from the time she got up to the time that she went to sleep in order the time that she let us watch TV. My grandma was a, such a God-fearing woman. God rest her soul. She, I believe that she was a prophet. I believe that's probably where I get a little of my prophetic anointing. 
I mean, and, and back in the day, you know, they would talk about, oh, I had this dream and I had that dream. And you're like, what are you talking about, Grandma? I done dreamt of this and I done dreamt of that, you know. And back in the day, our, some of our older saints, they ain't know they was prophetic. All they know is, you know what? I need to get a dream book. Lord God today. Y'all might not know about them dream books. <laughs> I don't even know if they still <laughs> sell them. My mom said, Grandma said, I dreamt of this, I dreamt of that. And she would get a dream book. Lord God. Some of these uh, new age prophets probably were rebuker and call her a witch. But that's another situation. <laughs> My grandmother was so, so prophetic. And, and she just knew what was wrong. She And she knew how to pray. Lord God, that song. My mother prayed for me, had me on. She knew how to pray. That woman of God knew how to get a prayer through. My grandmother was another superhero. I mean, she, she was the matriarch of our family. She kept the glue together. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's where my moms and that's where my, you're going to hear me talk about my aunts. That's where they got it from. Because the women were like the backbone of our family. Now, the men, they weren't no slouch. Let me tell you that. The men weren't no slouch. The men know how to play their role. They were the protectors. You know, they were, if there's something coming against our family, the men is going, we're going to rock. We're going to roll. But my grandmother was a protector as well. My grandmother, she knew how to get a prayer through. She, she, she instilled in us that God is good, and she instilled in us that we gonna go to church. We going to church. Wasn't no staying home, like kids now, they got options. And sometimes the parents don't be taking them to church and the grandparents don't be, oh, I tried. No, 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 we going to church. And then everybody that came to that house had a holy respect for my grandmother. I feel like my grandmother had the first halfway house because <laughs> anybody get in trouble i you know me and my my best friend my cousin robert we didn't you know endure this at times well but anybody got in trouble anybody needed a place to live they would go to my grandmother's house she had about an eight nine bedroom house and they would just go to my grandmother's house to live they might live there for a year they might live for a couple months till they get this, you know, get back on their feet. My grandmother was so inspir insp inspirational and an inspiring woman of God. And even when people would come there with their issues and their, their flaws and their imperfections, she never judged them. She just knew they needed a place to stay. Now, you wasn't smoking in the house, good Lord, today. And you wasn't shacking up. Praise the name of our God. If you came there as a couple, your boo sleeping in another room, and you sleeping in another room. But y'all ain't going to be laid up here together. Praise the name of our God. Hmm. What if we had the mothers of old like that today, where would we be as a society? So she was such an inspirational role. Like I said, she was the matriarch of our family. Lord, now matriarchs are 25 or 30 years old what happened to the older matriarchs. But she was a matriarch of her family. Everyone respected her. Everyone. Everyone in the neighborhood respected her. Miss Matilda. Everyone respected her. There's a story that my bishop tells. Bishop Lisey Carter, shout out. He grew up with my family. He grew up with my mom. He grew up with my uncles. And he told a story when he was preaching one time that he wasn't allowed to go to, to many places, but the only place he could go was to the parish residence. That speaks volumes. That someone trusts you so much that you can go to their house and hang and be no problem. And so I just honor my grandmother. I don't get the opportunity to honor her much but I honor my grandmother so, so much for instilling um, 
the want to, to want to be saved, the, the want to, to have a prayer life. My God, the want um, not just to go to church on Sundays, but to live it, to live it. My grandmother would have her Bible and she would be reading her Bible out loud. And so my grandmother was an amazing woman of God. She was an amazing, amazing woman of God. And I honor her and I salute her for this Women's History Month. She was an amazing, amazing woman of God. Tilda Parrish, Lord, today. I just miss her so, so much. Matilda Parrish, one of the pillars of the community. I mean, she was amazing, amazing. And just so, I was so blessed to have so many amazing, amazing women in my life. And last, Lord God, but not least, one of my spiritual mothers, one of my spiritual mothers. And I just want to preface this. This don't go in no type of order to, uh, I liked her better or or which one had the most impact. No, no, I have a lot of women who've impacted my life. And like I said, you're going to see them, you're going to hear about them. And so the last woman that really, really impacted my life was my spiritual mother, Dr. Lola Thorpe, Jesus today. Dr. Lola Thorpe, she is an icon. She is, oh, Pittsburgh um, <laughs> gospel community, Pittsburgh church community. Dr. Lola Thorpe, I honor her today. She's taught me so much of how, it's going to sound crazy, how to be a man of God. She taught me how to be a man of God. She taught me how to honor. She taught me um how to whatever you put your hands to do, one of our favorite things, whatever you put your hands to do, do it. Don't do it for people, but do it for the uplifting and the building of the kingdom and do it for God. Dr. Lola has stood in the gap for many, 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 many times. Um, she's just stood in the gap for me so many times. She's prayed for me. I know she was praying for me when I didn't even want prayer. She was praying for me when I didn't even know um, that she was praying for me. I came to Northside Institutional in a crucial, crucial part of my life where I was done with ministry. I didn't want nothing to do with church, but something the Lord led me to Northside Institutional. I remember being in, y'all yeah, don't know this choir. Y'all yeah, know much for the cause, but Trimmy Massey and Pittsburgh Love Outreach Corral. I sang him Trimmy Massey and the Love Outreach Corral and how she always treated the choir like they were one of her own, even if they didn't go to her church. And so I always remember those times. And so when I joined the church, she embraced me and love. She 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 didn't you know, just treat me like a number, but she treated me like a son when I first got there. Good Lord, when I first got there. And so, and God, I'm so blessed because God has placed spiritual mothers in my life or as my other spiritual mother messenger, messenger and that card will say, kingdom mothers in my life that just know how to nurture me. They know how to build me. They know how to support me. And Dr. Lola, Lord God, what can I say about Dr. Lola? Even when I, you know, God led me to another church, she didn't agree. But she said, I don't agree, but I still love you. And then anytime you want to come back to Northside Institutional, you always have a home. She checks up on me. Lord God, she checks up on me, sees how I'm doing. You know, she she ministers to me. Oh my God, does she minister to me? If you ever had the conversation with Dr. Lola Thorpe, there was ministry in there. And I remember one moment and one time, I didn't think this was going to be an hour show. I thought it was going to be 30 minutes. I was going to be out. But these women, 
how can I talk about these three great, great women of God and not give them their props and not give them their due and just I'm limited to a time limit. These three women have been such a great impact. But Dr. Lola, when my mother passed, she was there. When my mother passed, she was not just there. She was, when we, you know, when the family goes around and sees the casket, she was there upholding me. When I could not take it, we know that feeling when they shut that casket, the Lord today, I couldn't take it. And Dr. Lola Thorpe sat with me practically through the whole funeral. She let me weep on her shoulder, this big man that I am. <laughs> she let me cry. She let me be vulnerable. Dr. Lola was real with me. Excuse me for closing my eyes because I'm getting emotional. I'm thinking about these three awesome women of God. Dr. Lola was such an amazing, amazing woman. Such an amazing, amazing woman. And I just couldn't let this, this month go past without honoring Dr. Lola Thorpe. Dr. Lola Thorpe, I thank you. When I, she be wait a minute, <laughs> that tongue I'm stuck up there. When I just think about, she revived me when I wanted to die. I can't. She revived me when I wanted to die. She revived me when I wanted to die. When I didn't want this, I didn't want it no more. She revived me when I wanted to die. Jesus, she revived me when I wanted to die. She, she breathed life in me when I wanted to give up. She breathed life in me when I wanted to give up. When I didn't want ministry anymore, she revived me. Good Lord, today. <laughs> when I didn't want, mm, good Lord, today. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. When I didn't want to live anymore, she revived me. 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 Did you hear what I'm saying? And <clears throat> I always knew I had prophetic in me. But there was a particular time and a particular moment mm, when she asked me to preach. The first time she asked me to preach, it was an 8 a.m. service. And then I'm going to go to the next person because we got time. <laughs> Um, Jesus, she asked me to preach for her. <laughs> she asked me to preach for her, and I said, "Sure." No, I'm not going. I ain't going to never turn the mother down. <laughs> you know, I'm always, I'm always honor the mother, even if I don't want to do it. And so I said, sure. <clears throat> Lord, that's my dog. <laughs> I said, sure, I'll preach for you. And so the first time it was snowing so bad, I didn't get a chance to preach. So she was like, okay, we're going to reschedule you to preach. And I said, oh, okay, reschedule me, will you? Um, <laughs> And so she was scheduled me to preach. And it was that day I preached a word called, My Name is Victory. And it was such a powerful message. And I believe the moment that Dr. Lola Thorpe 
laid hands on me, good Lord, today. I was never the same. <laughs> it was when she laid hands on me that my life was forever, forever changed. It's when she laid hands on me that the prophetic began to flow. I always knew I had it in me. I always knew I had it in me. But it was when she laid her hands on me, it began to flow. And I am so, so grateful for her laying hands on me. That's when I began to prophesy. And that word, that night, we were supposed to have an afternoon service. And it happens that we there we succumb to a fire at Northside Institutional on California Avenue. It burned. And Dr. Lola used the word that I preach. My name is Victory. As our rallying cry to make it through that season. I'm forever, ever grateful to Dr. Lola Thorpe. She is my hero. Or as Dr. <laughs> I said doctor, as her daughter Lisa, Lisa Thorpe would say, she is our shero. She is one of the most amazing women you will ever meet. She is a lifter. She's an encourager. Um, and I'm so honored to have her in my life, Dr. Lola Thorpe. I salute you on this Women's History Month. I thank you for being there. I thank you. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I thank you for being there for me. I thank you for always um, lifting me up. I thank you for always being the encourager. I thank you for always having a word in season for me. I thank you for being there when my mom passed. That meant so much to me. I thank you. And I'll continue to thank those who call me son, no matter how much I mess up. Good Lord today. No, how much, no matter how much I fall, you call me son. And I don't take that for granted. Anybody who's called me a son, anybody who's called me a friend, I don't take it for granted. And I thank you. And I honor these three women of God who have been such impactful a part of my life. And these are not the only women that have been so impactful in my life. Um, I'm going to end it right there. <laughs> I'm going to end it right there. Um, I wanted to get another person in, but I'm going to give them the time. I honor these three women on Women's History Month. Barbara Ann Anderson, my mother. Matilda Parrish, my grandmother. And Dr. Lola Thorpe, my spiritual mother. I honor you guys for lifting me up. I honor you guys for being there for me. I honor you guys for always being there for me. And I don't take it lightly. And I don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted that you call me son. I don't take it for granted that you call me grandson. I don't take it for granted that you call me your spiritual son. I just honor you three women with everything that is within me. Everything that's within me, I honor you. And so next week, I have my covenant brother coming on, Prophet Richard, Richard Gunn. If you never heard Pro Prophet Richard Gunn, you're going to be blown away. This show might be an hour and a half. I don't know. I don't know what God's going to do. We're going to continue our topic. Is the fivefold still needed? And next week, next week, I'm going to come and honor 
three more powerful women who have impacted my life. Three more powerful women who have impacted my life. I wanted to get one more in, but I can't. I'm I'm about to speak in tongues. I'm about to cry um, when I think about how much these women have invested in me and not just these three women. I mean, I have the woman who originally birthed me and ministry messenger, Annette Cardswell. I have my current, you know, spiritual mother, Lady Ellen Carter. I have Mother Kaiser. I got my Aunt Liz. I got my Aunt Bula. I got my mentor, um, Elder Donna Brown. I got so many people who have um, embraced me and loved me. And so we're going to honor those women um, in the coming months. We're going to just honor them in the coming months. Um, so many women have impacted my life. Um, I, could, I wouldn't be the person that I am today without those women. Um, and so I couldn't um, have this month go by without me honoring them. And so we're going to honor all the women that had, had major impacts in my life. Like Ida Henderson, I mean, good Lord. <laughs> I just, as I began to think, I began to thank for all the women who have just been a major impact in my life, who have supported me, who have pushed me, who have made me feel special. And it doesn't even take this month for me to honor them. Any woman that has impacted, woman, man, who has impacted your life in a great way, she should honor them. We never know the time um, that we have, and I'm getting emotional. We never understand the time that we have. I thought my mom was gonna be here forever. I thought my mom was gonna grow up, see me get married again, um, see me flourish in ministry, see me flourish in job, but it was not. I thought my grandmother would be here. I thought a lot of people would be here, um, but they're not. And so don't hesitate. You don't have to do it through social media. Like my bishop said, we got these phones and we can, um, Linda Parker, my godmother, good Lord. I start naming names, I start getting emotional. Um, so we never know what God has designed. And so I just want to end this show. And then not only do I want to honor these mothers, I mean, women who have impacted my life, I want to dedicate this month, um, to the memory of Bishop Otis L. Carswell, who birthed me in ministry, who taught me how to honor who taught me how to, to to push, especially the women in your life, and not to feel insignificant. I mean, we could go a whole other way with that. <laughs> That's a whole other topic for a whole other show. And so next week, um, we continue our topic. Is the fivefold still needed? And I got to get off this show before I start weeping and wailing. Um, is the fivefold is fivefold ministry still needed? Will profit Richard Dunn? Is the fivefold still needed? Is the fivefold still needed? Oh, is the fivefold still needed? I just gotta check my schedule real quick. <laughs> I got to schedule. Is the fivefold still needed? And then I'm going to honor. No. Okay. My schedule's good. I'm going to honor um, three more, probably more. I'm just going to honor. Oh, 
women ever at the end of each show. I'm gonna honor those women who have had an impact in my life. I love you guys. And like I always say, thank you for having a creative conversation with me. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be safe. Peace.